Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I'm thrilled you've joined me, and I want to dive in in this particular episode with something that may be very practical for you. It might apply to your life. It might apply to the lives of your children, somebody you know. Usually, I'm talking about news, trends, uh, our global events from a somewhat of a faith perspective, uh, but every so often, I like to dive into the practicalities of how we prepare for the times in which we live, and I want to talk to you today about the entire matter of getting a college or a university degree. Now, before I dive in, because it's going to sound a little bit like I'm anti-universities, I have a bachelor's degree. I have two master's degrees. I have a doctorate. I lecture at universities. I've lectured at the Naval Academy and West Point and Harvard. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying it's very obvious from my life. I believe in learning. I believe in the liberal arts. I believe in higher education. Please don't take anything I'm about to say as being anti any of those. However, I do believe that the automatic assumption that when a young man or woman graduates from high school that they should rush off to get a college or university degree is not serving a huge number of people well. Uh, I do believe that in our world, as much as I love literature, as much as I love the liberal arts, as much as I love the broader world of of culture and, again, the arts um, and history and literature and politics and studying all of that, I think it's part of an educated person, and I spend a lot of time trying to get people who've never even graduated from high school to read some Shakespeare and to read some good literature and to enjoy a life of learning and travel. So I believe in it. I believe in it. I believe in it. However, as the automatic career choice for a lot of people, as the automatic assumption for every kid who graduates from high school in America, as the, uh, as the political statement by some folks that a college degree ought to be like a birthright for an American, I think this is not serving some of us well. And, and, and let me start with some statistics that set this up for me. And then I'll tell you what I think ought to be happening and where we might want to go. And again, I'm not trying to talk anybody into or out of of a degree. I'm trying to get you to make the right decision for your own life. One of the trends that is happening in the Western world and and the United States in particular is that we are facing a serious labor shortage. Um, because of, quite frankly, everything from abortion to the valuing of small families, because of tighter immigration, and I'm making a factual statement, not a political statement, because of a number of factors and because of just a a decline in birth rates for natural reasons, we have what uh, my favorite news source, Axios, actually calls worker deserts. We have problems, challenges, shortages in our labor markets in America that are going to produce serious a serious crisis in the future for getting things done. And this changes things, uh, even if a college degree was everyone's best option in the past, and it wasn't, this certainly changes things for people who want to be smart, not just about how to get jobs, but how to prosper in the years to come. Let me give you some statistics. There are more than a million jobs in the United States for which there are no qualified workers. 
That is a stat. Axios reported it. If you want to look at the stat sheet that I've really enjoyed and learned a lot from, uh, from the source Axios, do a search for Axios, A-X-I-O-S, and then add worker deserts. Worker deserts. That would be with one S, not two. <laughs> and I can tell you that because I went to college. No, I'm playing. But uh, look up Axios and then a comma in the Google search and then worker deserts and you'll come up with the report that I've just read by them, which I'm really impressed with. By the way, you should subscribe to Axios News. It's very, very good. But consider this for a moment. In manufacturing and construction in America, there are 500,000 unfilled jobs. I talk to CEOs of construction firms at conferences that I do. I ask them what their biggest problem is. They're nervous, of course, about global markets to some extent. They're definitely nervous about uh, the left taking over the American government, restricting their firm and, and choking it out with a lot of requirements and restrictions and regulations. But their main concern is something that we can't easily change or at least quickly change, and that is a shrinking labor market. Uh, In America, 500,000 manufacturing and construction jobs. Consider this for a moment. New Hampshire is one of our smaller states, okay? New Hampshire only has 1.3 million people in it. That's, That's a little less than the population of one of my home cities, Nashville. I think most of you know I live in Nashville in D.C., and Nashville only has about 1.4 million people. It's probably grown since last week to 2 million because it's growing so rapidly, but about 1.3, 1.4. So the entire state of New Hampshire has only as many people in it as the city of Nashville, and yet it has 20,000 unfilled jobs, 20,000 unfilled jobs. You will find this in almost every state of the union. There are quote-unquote worker deserts. There's a shrinking labor uh, supply. There are increasing jobs, particularly in manufacturing, construction, IT, etc. There just aren't enough workers. Well, I want you to consider what this means. I want you to consider that the average person goes and gets a bachelor's degree. Now, they, they who knows what they get it in. So let's say sociology, just to have fun and pick on sociologists. It's a valuable study. There are good insights from sociology. But if you've got a bachelor's degree in sociology, you're going to have a hard time getting a job. While at the same time, there is an actual labor shortage in most uh, markets and in most uh, industries. But the problem is, and here's the qualifying word we have to be sure to use, it's a matter of qualified workers. Do you have some training? Do you have some technical knowledge? Do you have experience as an electrician? Do you have carpentry experience? Do you know how to how to drive, how to do work on engines, etc.? You understand what I'm saying? These are the growth jobs. I have a friend who's a lawyer, and he said in his in his for his daughters, he would rather his sons be plumbers or electricians or locksmiths or IT people at a practical level than to have a doctorate in sociology. Now, I spend a lot of time at university campuses. A lot of my friends are university professors. I'll tell you, these are some of the most underpaid people in the world. You can have a bachelor's, a master's, and a doctorate, be a university professor, and not make as much as an entry-level guy does out in the oil fields of West Texas. I, this is this is absolutely true. West Texas, when it's experiencing a good oil market, good petroleum market, uh, I'm telling you what, guys out there are making mad money, and the university professor 
is doing really well in some cases to make 40 or 50 a year. Now, that may sound high to those of you who are in high school and working at Pizza Hut, but I'm telling you, for a guy who's got three advanced degrees and has got a tenured position and is maybe making 40 or 50, that's not very high. And this generation, frankly, by the way, 50K is about the national average. So he's making about the national average when he's highly educated and he's got the guarantee of, a, of, of an institution. Now, what's my point? My point is that we ought to lean a little bit more to the German system. I grew up in Germany, and the German system is one I admire. What they do is they evaluate students and test them through high school, and then they provide them with options. You can go on to the higher university training. You can go on uh, to more of the liberal arts, more literature, more history, more politics, more economics, things like that, a little bit more abstract. Or if you have the aptitude, and of course they determine this through your schooling and so on, you can begin to move towards a, a track of education that prepares you more for technical fields. By the way, this is one of the reasons that Germany just outperforms many, many nations in terms of technical areas from watchmaking to computer making to whatever, trains, automobiles, you name it. German engineering is amazing. Why? Because they start producing engineers early. They don't expect an engineer, a person who shows an aptitude for engineering, to get a a bachelor's degree in largely liberal arts subjects. Uh, Instead, they start moving them towards a technical track. And these people have very fulfilling careers working in, um, in tech areas, in engineering areas, engines, IT, electrical, um, renewable energies, all kinds of things. And that's why Germany has just run the United States off the charts when it comes to that kind of performance. Why? Because we don't make a bachelor's degree or the normal university liberal arts degree the automatic next step for the average student. It's not that that student's stupid. Uh, It's that that stupid has different aptitudes. We all know the guy from high school, maybe, who did who did not do well in English class, but could fix anything that moved. I had friends like that. You know, my aptitudes were more languages and and English and literature and stuff like that. Poetry. I read a lot of poetry in high school because I was weird. Only poetry reading football player in my entire school. But all that to say, that was my aptitude. Still is. But I had friends who didn't do that well in school because school emphasized words and and literature and abstract thought. But this guy, he could take a what at that time was a calculator apart and fix it. He could he could fix all kinds of things. And he's thriving to this day, but his aptitudes were in a different direction. So the Germans will actually figure out what your aptitude is. They have a system called gymnasium. They will figure out what your aptitude is, put you on a track early in your life towards mastery in that field. And that's why they have amazing performance. And by the way, uh, they've had unbelievable literary impact on the world as well. Philosophical impact, theological impact. In fact, if you study theology, uh, you will study the German theologians. You might not be happy about it, but you will study the German theologians because German theologians have shaped the world for better for worse, depending on where you're coming from. What's my point? My point is that the automatic assumption that a kid in America graduates from high school and within a year he's studying Chaucer uh, is maybe not the best way to go. It's, it's, or, or that he's doing a sociology class, or even that he's studying American history, as much as I believe in that's what my degrees are in, most for the most part, are history. But my point is that if he's got an aptitude for something else, that ought to be valued. That's not the signal that we send. Kid graduates from high school and goes into technical training. He goes into into engine repair. He goes into other other technical fields. Uh, that's a choice he's got to make on his own. The high school doesn't necessarily push him in that direction or urge him in that direction. Uh, but many of those kids, those are going to be many of the jobs of the future. 
and I, I'm stunned. I visit out in West Texas quite a bit, used to live in Abilene for 10 years, uh, visit friends constantly in Midland, Odessa. When the oil field blows up, you can't believe what the, what the jobs and the salaries and, the, and what, the, what they have out there. But some of them require some experience. Uh, even just driving a truck requires some certification and some experience. But these are the jobs. Many of these are the jobs of the future. I'm not saying they're lower. I'm not saying they're blue collar. I'm not saying they're labor. They're just manual labor. I am saying, though, that in the future, IT is huge. Can you install a network into a business? Can you can you get all their... Uh, their their air conditioning system and their door locks all on the same on a same computer system and you know all of that working with the cloud you know what I'm talking about um, can you repair things I mean yeah we may be going with self driven cars they still got to be fixed they still got engines they've still got systems uh, not everything's going ridiculously high tech um, we we still have construction we're still building things if you for example I live in as I've said two cities Nashville and D C cranes everywhere. Somebody's laying some brick. Somebody's putting some pipe in there. Somebody's running some electrical. Somebody's doing a jackhammer on a bridge like I did in college. Somebody's doing that kind of work. And uh, it's becoming increasingly high tech. You can't even run uh, some pieces of equipment we used to run just, just out of our garages. Now they've all got digital screens and they're high tech and they've got to be manufactured and they've got to be repaired. You know what I'm saying? And so the future is not just liberal arts degrees. The future is not just um, abstract thought and philosophy and politics and economics and even business procedures. The future is also uh, practical. The future is also engineering. The future is also technical. The future is also uh, manufacturing skills and construction skills and all of that kind of thing. And the schools that are teaching these are ballooning. And so... I sit here as a guy uh, with a pretty much traditional training in the sense that I got a bachelor's and master's and a doctorate, uh, in the sense that I've had to learn a foreign language to get my degrees, in the sense that I've had to study philosophy, study history, study theology, study economics, study politics. I've, I've done that normal route. And I'm grateful that I did because I'm one of the people, one of the few people, I think, relatively speaking, who are meant to work in that field. It's, it's you know, you study the history of religion, you better have a job in religion uh, to go to. I did. Uh, but a lot of people who studied philosophy, religion, sociology, they end up working way outside of their degree, and it's not a happy experience for them. So what we need to consider is that this pressure that we put on American youth to automatically go to college and get a degree is not necessarily wise. What they should be thinking about is getting training for their future, getting training for the jobs and the market that's going to be out there. Think about it. A million jobs open in America. In, some, in most states, the labor, the, the job uh, situation, the unemployment is at the lowest it's ever been in all that state's history. But the issue is qualified workers, not just workers. The issue is qualifications for getting into jobs. And many of us need to consider our aptitudes. We need to not take some of the traditional answers and immediately rush off to get a bachelor's degree. And by the way, be very careful about debt. Be very careful about school debt. I'm glad that this is becoming an issue in our society. I've got friends who have got over $100,000 in debt from just an undergraduate degree. Can you imagine what that means for their lives? And so... We want to be wise. We want to be careful. But consider that the future is not just going to be led by people in with bachelor's degrees. 
It's going to be led. It's going to be shaped. People are going to prosper in it when they have the training for the kinds of jobs that will be available. Now, I certainly believe in reading and learning and spreading your wings and traveling. Uh, Some of the people I most admire are people who own truck repair firms, um, but but they're mechanics, basically, or they run a mechanics firm. But they travel and they read and they broaden their horizon and they go to plays and they make sure their kids are exposed to all of that. That's, that to me is a noble life. That to me, that this per, the person I'm thinking of right now is a, is a multimillionaire, but he started by simply being bent over the engine of a truck and learned and grew and got certifications and then started a firm and then started another one. And now he is far better off if we're just speaking in financial terms than my university professor friends. I'm not saying that being a university professor isn't valuable. I pretty much am one on kind of a part-time drop-in, drop-out adjunct basis, but my point is, the future is not just about the bachelor's degree. It's not just about the traditional academic track. It's about training and certification and qualification and mastery in the kinds of skills the market's going to need. And that is shifting. Watch your aptitudes. Watch what's happening out there in the world. Don't submit to the pressure to automatically rush off to the expensive university. My daughter, my daughter's undergraduate school was $50,000 a year. Now, that's, that's ridiculous for most people. And most people will do that majority on debt. And that's devastating. Why? Consider other options. Consider your aptitudes. Consider uh, what's happening in the market. Stay on top of, largely through Axios, I think you can do it, um, this whole trend of labor markets and worker deserts and what's really happening in America because there's great money to be made in interesting jobs with real mastery that match your skills. If you're called or made to go for the traditional higher education track, great. Go and be happy. I'm thrilled for you. I really am. I loved it. But I got to tell you, there's been many a day I wondered if I wouldn't have been a little bit better off if I had some additional skills or uh, if my my children went in some technical areas. Nursing is on fire, for example. Medical is never going away. Legal's fine. There are a whole lot of lawyers out there. But the other fields that I've been describing, that's where the growth is going to be. Consider it, ponder it, be careful about what you're pressured to do. Talk to your high school or college counselor, uh, ask for the aptitude tests, make good decisions. Just don't allow assumptions to rule you and don't let the pressure to have that sheepskin, you know, that rolled up piece of paper with a degree from the college. That may be valid. That may be helpful. It may not be for you. There may be a different way to go. And it may be a very happy and prosperous way. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.